Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February 11th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well. Hopefully the love is rolling, rolling on. Um, as for me, I am hungry. <laughs> I have not eaten yet. Yet. I am. I decided to to wait out for burritos. I was initially going to wake up and go get breakfast. And I was like, maybe we'll even get a breakfast burrito. Hee hee hee. And I just had a terrible morning cycle. Let's say that. I, I woke up at like four in the morning. I wasn't feeling good. I was hot. I was bothered. Um, uh, I, I, you know, maybe I probably too hearty. You know, I was chilling. And I just was like, oh, I don't feel too good. It was really hot in my room from the heat. It was too much. I was, I was overwhelmed. And um, was able to get back to sleep. Woke up. Tummy didn't feel too great. So I was like, let's not get breakfast. Let's just not do it. And I'm going to get my burrito. I, at least I hope. I mean, that, that's the quest for the day after I wrap this episode up. Um, but we'll keep you posted. That's for the next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're doing good. Feeling good other than that. Um, we can go and get into some news. Uh, from CBS News. New Jersey councilman fatally shot by former colleague, authorities say. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, when I initially read this title and gathered this up, you know, before I you know, was doing some more research, I thought this was about what it took place last week with um, a council, you know, woman who was shot. And I was like, oh, maybe this is an update. Maybe this is something else. No, this is a whole other thing. So this was uh, Russell Heller, who was 51 years old. Um, he was fatally shot in New Jersey this week, marking the second attack in seven days where an act of gun violence resulted in the death of a local elected official in the state. Um, he was a supervisor at a uh, PSENG, which was a what is it? Public, uh, public service, electric and gas, and um, he worked there for eleven years. And uh, Gary Curtis, who is fifty-eight years old, he was a former employee. I guess they had a like a work dispute, and from that dispute, Gary shot him. And they found his body first, uh, Heller's. And then they later found Gary Curtis, who had taken his own life um, inside his car. Um, which was uh, traced to a parking lot in the neighboring township. So, I mean, all in all, it's it's a really sad story. But yet again, this isn't, it, in this situation, it's not a uh, political like thing. It seems to be involved in just this job thing, this work dispute. Um, but, um, definitely sad to hear about another death. Um, there was, um, let me see here. Do, 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 do. Uh, for Eunice Dumfour, uh, the councilwoman I mentioned earlier, um, there really isn't any updates, but, um, they did have a memorial held in her honor this week. Um, so there was that. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely a bummer to start. Not that the next one is going to get any better. 
um, from ABC News. Suspected white supremacist arrested in plot to attack power stations. Destroy Baltimore. Prosecutors. I guess the good news here actually is that they weren't successful. Um, Because these motherfuckers were on a Call of Duty mission. Um, Let me get the names here. Brandon Russell um, of Orlando, Florida. And then there was uh, Sarah Clendaniel of Cat. Catonsville, Maryland. Now, um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I can find the name of this group. But these guys, these these two were allegedly fueled by a racist extremist ideology um, as they conspired to inflict maximum harm on the power grid with the aim to completely destroy Baltimore. Now, I'm sure if you heard this and you're, you know, a, you know, an avid listener of this podcast, you know this isn't the first time we've talked about people going to a place and trying to blow up the power grid or successfully doing that and taking out the power of an area. It, it this is becoming an ongoing thing and it's not necessarily new. It is a thought process that we're saying, "Hey, we want to spark civil unrest." Um, in this situation, it's obviously very much caked in racism. And we like, we, they targeted Baltimore, I believe, because they felt that there were more black people and they were going to do maximum damage to black people and level the area. Um, but this Brandon Russell guy, I guess, was coordinating this whole project. And Clint Daniel, she was going to be boots on the ground. And I believe. They wound up sourcing a FBI informant, and this FBI informant's like, okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm going to be a part of this, da 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 Tell me the plan. What's what's the word? What's the sitch? What's the 411? And, of course, they lay out the plan, and essentially, I think they wanted to hit a ring of power stations, I guess is what they, uh, you know, Clint Daniels, I think, described it as, but they were going to hit all them and knock them all out, level the power. It's, you know, in the midst of winter. And, you know, that's going to just just level the whole place. It, it seems like a fucking Call of Duty mission or something. But this is literally domestic terrorism that they're trying to queue up. Um, let's see. With Clint Daniel, there's added, like, I think she had, like, um, she was saying she had, like, had terminal kidney failure or something like that. So she didn't have much time to live. But I guess this is what she wanted to, to do with her remaining time on this earth which is very fucking wild to me that people are literally on their last leg. They're at death's door and they're like, I'm going to spend this time to be racist. Like this is, this is the most productive thing I could do in my final days. <laughs> like that's crazy. Why? why? Um, but I mean, go off, I guess, or not. Cause luckily they weren't able to do this. Um, as for um, Russell, I guess this isn't his first run-ins with the law. Um, I think him and Clint Daniels actually met, um, like, in between, like, prison or whatever, or he was in prison already, and they were talking or something like that, yada, yada, yada. Um, but like I said earlier, this is the first time where they've caught um, a person, at least that I've noticed, um, and was able to kind of, like, talk about and report, so I was, like, really, like, interested to hop on the story and talk about it. Um, let's see, Russell, who was the the founder of the notorious neo-Nazi group Adam Waffen was incarcerated when he first met Clint Daniel and both were out on probation as they coordinated their plans to attack the energy facilities. According to affidavit case, according to affidavit in the case unsealed Monday. 
Uh, Russell had previously pleaded guilty in 2018 to charges of possessing an unregistered destructive device. Like, what the fuck is that? Um, and was sentenced to five years in prison. His arrest on those earlier charges came after a man he was living with in Tampa, Devin Arthurs, killed two of their roommates and told investigators that they had been plotting to attack a nuclear plant in Florida and other energy infrastructure. And see, I got a homie. He said, he, he made this post. I mean, I got some crazy homies. I got some funny homies. I got a lot of friends. But he's made this random post. He's like, in 10 years, we're probably going to have a world war. And I'm like, that's a wild thing to say. That's crazy. Wow. But I cover crazy stories like this where you hear time and time again that there are people who want to spark the craziest things for the wildest of reasons. And, and, and this is just America we're talking about. And, and I go, maybe, maybe my man is spinning. Maybe I should let him cook <laughs> because this shit is wild. Like, why are people on this like fucking Unabomber type shit all the fucking time? It's wild. It's unnecessary. You don't need to do this. There are other ways, but you get radical, you get crazy. And obviously this is very racial. Um, in most of these cases where we're talking about these power plant things, I really do believe that it's the same ilk of people, maybe not these Adam Waffen motherfuckers, but you know, people of the same feather. Um, so yeah, that, that happened. That was an interesting development. It was nice, like I said, to finally get a story where people got caught, um, you know, red handed or whatever. So there is that. I want to go ahead and move along now. Um, to USA Today, Murdoch's paralegal testifies about rehab text. Did the most damage to the ones I love the most, uh, and which is a quote that he had said in the text. Um, really, this article here, I'm just kind of using it as a touchstone to kind of say, hey, Alice Murdoch, you know, trial is happening. It's been ongoing. Um, another reason I wanted to talk about it today, as opposed to my my ongoing plan here to do like a a recap of the case, like once we get to the sentencing, um, is there was a bomb threat. So they had to evacuate the, you know, the facility and all that shit. So I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Um, but let's see, we can go ahead and read the start of it. Alex Murdoch's paralegal, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this. Why am I apologizing to the Murdoch's? Fuck, this is like a family of fucking criminals, allegedly, whatever. Um, Alex Murdoch's Paralegal testified Wednesday at his double murder double murder trial about the betrayal she felt when she discovered he lied and manipulated to steal millions of dollars from clients. Now, if you're not hip to the little bit I've done here in terms of coverage, I, I wish I could have better references, but I'm so lazy. Um, but I have talked about this before with a little bit more detail. Um, but Alex Murdoch, he's on trial for... Um, the killing of his wife and son. He has a surviving son who goes by the name of Buster. Um, these are all literal characters from like, it was. it's almost like if you took Arrested Development for real, for real, and you put it with Gone Girl, like, or you just made it like a dark satire, you know? And, and that's what this, this whole family plays out like. Um, they have been like, kind of like marauding over like South Carolina with like an iron fist um, but obviously this has kind of been on the downturn and it's alleged that he killed 
his wife and his son at their hunting lodge and um, has been trying to cover it up, has also been trying to maybe use this to either be on some family annihilator shit, I'm not sure, or if it is just a distraction from his other multitude of crimes because he is over his head in just just fraud and schemes and just bad deals and like this guy's not a couth dude um but essentially this all took place and then there was a bomb threat so i'm like what like this is like it's so proper levels of shit um i don't know in terms of um let's see let me just read a little bit more um, Wednesday's testimony was disrupted after state, state agents said a bomb threat was called into the courthouse. The trial restarted around 3 p.m. after police searched the courthouse with testimony on Murdoch's vehicle data. Um, so, I mean, that's more or less it. They got to go back to the trial. Um, so since a hiccup, essentially a hiccup, sorry. But, um, I, like I said, I want to do a recap on this when we get a verdict, I really want to see how this shakes out. There's a lot of details that even I'm not even up to speed yet. Um, you know, news comes out fast. Um, but yeah, interesting development. And um, I'm glad this motherfucker is, you know, facing his demons. Because there's a lot. There's a lot of this shit. I mean, it, he has this at the precipice. And then there's just so much financial shit that he's up up against. Um, like, I think it's like in the hundreds of counts. So, I mean, my man is fighting for his fucking life. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Let me move on. And now, these these next couple stories I actually got from a friend. They they hit me up, and shout out to Tyler T. Thank you so much, sir. Um, a friend of the pod. And I love when people go, hey, I was looking at some news. I saw some news. And I thought of you. Because that's what I need. That's what I love. Like, that's the kind of shit that's really been getting me up and going throughout the days these past, you know, couple years. I've, I really do enjoy learning and, and hearing interesting stories. And I also love talking about it on the podcast. So thank you, Tyler. Um, so the next couple stories um, to close this out are um, from him. Um, I got from Click On Detroit. Teacher charged after bomb threat found at Hazel Park School. Police search school and did not locate a bomb so um have you ever had a friend or have you ever been the friend it's okay where you know you're talking you're hee hee ha haing maybe it's in a group chat and you're like oh gotta go to work shit fucking sucks you, you should like totally just do a little bomb threat hee hee ha ha tee hee and then someone maybe laughs lol is like oh darling no and obviously you don't do that you know it doesn't happen but um, some motherfuckers are crazy enough to dial it in. Um, you know, obviously when it comes to schools, um, students will do that. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard of too many work situations where this happened. That's why this was like, you know, oh shit. And honestly, I'm kind of, you know, happy, jovial about this little light because there wasn't a bomb threat. Um, you know, it's serious, whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, but Paul Jacobs of 30 um, he had been a teacher uh, at the school for two years, and he decided, you know what? I'm just done. I don't want to work. I want to bang on my drum all day, okay? And I got this note, and he places the note, which I believe they have on camera. Like, they catch him literally live, 4K, and, um, you know, talking about this bomb, and they, they, they check it out, and, um, 
no dice, no bomb. Um, so Jacobs is now facing a misdemeanor count of a violent threat against a school. He is expected in court on February 28th for a probable uh, cause hearing. He was arranged last week and has a $10,000 bond. So yeah, that was a uh, not not a good silly goose moment. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, and uh, I'm gonna move on out, and I want to close out with my typical break. Um, but yeah, this is a, a cannabis story that we're gonna close out on. my tasty beverage all right this comes from analytical cannabis raw rolling paper producer order to cease marketing claims uh the manufacturer of raw organic hemp rolling papers a proper uh, a popular brand among cannabis consumers has been ordered by a u.s district court to immediately cease its production of the rolling papers the injunction order was made following a federal lawsuit from Republic Brands, a competitor distributor of rolling papers. Um, so essentially, they kind of got caught slipping two ways here. They were saying that they were donating to this raw foundation. And, um, you know, this is a charity. I don't necessarily know where the foundation stuff was going to go to. But um, then they also were saying that they had um, their papers were made um by an artisanal craftsman and um or by artisanal craftsman sorry not and not just one dude but essentially it was almost like trying to provide this like cuban like cubano you know you know effect or whatever like these are like the best of the best and they come from alcoy spain um it turns out neither of those things were true the raw foundation itself not real never happened and uh, th they made th the product, and, and I would say I've you know I've used these before. They're good product, great product, but they weren't they, they weren't from Spain. <laughs> they they weren't from anywhere fancy. Um, HBI, which is um, HBI International, the maker of raw papers, they just you know they made them, and they're just normal papers. Um, but now they're getting jammed up by their their false words. So this kind of goes to show crime doesn't pay. Um, I mean, I guess pays for so long, but it really wasn't worth it, right? Like, essentially, they had a great product. It, it was nice. It was awesome. Um, but they kind of blew it here, right? Like, you like, oh, it's perfect. It's organic, unrefined, like, made by the best of the best. Like, you could just let your products be for itself, and it doesn't have to be organic. That's okay. Stoners are still going to like it if it's a good product, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's an L. That's a, you hate to see it, but, um, that's all I got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you'd like to, uh, you know, step up your game, become a newsie today. Um, it's $5 at, excuse <clears throat> me, patreon.com slash Isaiah news. Um, it gets you bonus access to episodes. It gets you discord access it also gets you um, newsy status, which essentially, you know, puts you on the roll call. Um, also, you know, you can plug 
a thing you're doing or a thing you want me to talk about, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, that's an option. Uh, free ways to hit me up uh, is IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on pretty much all the decent socials. You know, you can find me. I'm pretty easy to find. I'm in the streets digitally. Um, but yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.